Welcome to the Warrior Families Movement, where we learn how to create lives and homes in which you and your family are all passionately engaged in using your gifts and the fight for good. I'm your host, Karen Bates, and I'm excited to journey with you as we learn to let go of the weights of distraction, perfectionism, comparison, and control so we can freely walk with courageous purpose and loving presence on our unique paths. Each episode is designed to shine light on a step you can take toward your inspired dreams and vision for lifting your family and lighting the world. Welcome back. I've been guilt tripping myself a bit about how long it's been since I've recorded a podcast. September was quite the month. It was busy and also a very reflective month. My daughter got baptized, my youngest daughter, into the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And that was really neat to see her make those choices and to be there and watch her smile and see how she was glowing from choosing to follow Jesus and realizing um, what a privilege it was to be able to make these covenants and have these experiences. It was also my birthday, so of course that's a reflective time where you look back and you think about where you are in life and where you want to be. Of course, we started our school, so that's been really busy and has made me just really ponder about what I'm doing with my time and where I'm putting my focus. And September is also a rough month for, for many of us because we have a new schedule that we've created for our family. We have this vision of where we want it to go and how we want it to look. And uh, things just never go according to plan. And so you're trying and readjusting and, and getting people on board. And, and sometimes it feels like we're not cut out for this because things don't go the way we think and, and everybody doesn't respond the way we want them to. And we are working to make these schedules, but it seems like they never go according to plan. So that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today, about how to reconcile our, our vision of what we want and expect and how to be happy in the reality of what is. So as I reflected on where I am in life and the things that I'm doing, I always come back to the fact that nothing is more important than my work as a mother. I do worry sometimes that the work I feel God is giving me to start a school and to write books and journals and to do this podcast and run a business and a nonprofit and all the things, you know, are distracting me from this most important work of motherhood. I don't want to do anything that would take my mind away from the most essential work that God has given me. I have read too many books who feature distracted mothers who are giving all to their government or to humanitarian work and neglected their home and children. I definitely have a fear of becoming like them. And I know it would be easy to slip into that if I mix up my priorities and put the weight of all these things on my own shoulders. I also don't want to fall into the trap of thinking that I need to be a perfect mom or a perfect homemaker before I can reach out to help in other ways. I know that is also a lie and a trap and it would keep me and my children from reaching our potential because it's somewhat selfish to be blessed with so much and not share the things and blessings we've been given with those outside our family. And I find I tend to slip one way or the other when I put all the perceived responsibility of making these things work out on just my own shoulders. The weight pulls me down into the tasks and I don't see the big picture. I am super thankful though that my morning scripture and prayer time have helped me stay centered and start my day with a bigger picture in my mind as I 
plan the best way to spend my time each day. That habit has blessed my life immensely with peace and joy in what I do, despite the fact that it's more than I can actually do. I'm not saying that I'm perfect at this habit. Sometimes I rush through it to get to other less important things. And then I again start to sway to one side as I feel the weight start to push me in some direction again. There's a story in our church's church history that we've been talking about recently, and it's helped me really remember how to put these things into perspective. It's called the story of Zion's camp. And if you're not familiar with it, what happened is that several people had joined the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and they were starting to gather in Missouri to establish a community where all people were regarded as equals, and they were united in this common purpose of building God's kingdom on earth. Well, the people who lived in Missouri, before all of these other people started gathering there to establish this community, started to worry about the ramifications of this new community starting in, in their state and about the way that they would vote and the way that the laws would be changed because of their, of their influence. And so they decided to ask them to leave. And when that didn't work, they started to ask them to leave in more forceful ways until they started coming out with mobs and burning down the houses and doing some awful things to the people to, to kick them out of the land. And so they succeeded in driving them out. And Joseph Smith prayed about what to do, and he felt he should gather an army together, called it Zion's Camp, to go back and redeem Zion, is what he said. And so he asked who wanted to go with him. Several men signed up, and they called themselves Zion's Camp and started marching to Missouri to, to help redeem Zion. And it's a very long march. It's over 900 miles. They don't have adequate food, adequate water. They are getting blisters. They're hot. And I imagine that the hardest trial for the leader, Joseph Smith, was to try to stay positive with all of the complaining and contention and bickering and arguing that was going on with the people. But as they continued, the experience really helped all of them look into their hearts and try to figure out why they were there, why they were doing this, and what it was that they really felt God wanted of them. They did have a lot of miraculous experiences and a lot of neat miracles along the way that reminded them that they were being watched over and that even though it was hard, that God's hand was in the work. When they arrived in Missouri, Joseph told them that God did not intend for them to fight that what he wanted was their hearts. That was what Zion was, the peace and love that they had in their hearts, and not so much about the lands. Those things could come later. But the love and the relationship with God that they could each have, that was what redeeming Zion was, was getting their hearts back and overcoming all of these you know, inner contention and, and contention with each other and learning how to get along. And some of the men were angry because they wanted to fight and they wanted to to get revenge, right, on what had happened to them. But a lot of them realized how much this had changed them and that it was about who they were becoming. And that was the real outcome of the march. So even though some thought that Zion's camp was a failure, in reality, Zion was redeemed in many hearts who had learned to consecrate their lives to God and to support each other. Zion's camp reminds me that the weight of motherhood and of all the other things that they are to do aren't actually on my shoulders, that God has a plan for all of his children and for the way things are going to work out. And I just get to learn along the way. And it's not my job to 
fix everything or to make sure everything's running smoothly and perfectly. It's just my job to put my heart on him and to stay focused on his love and, and to love the other people around me the way he does and just do my best to follow his path the way he's leading me in the best way I know how. And that gives me a lot of peace and a lot of serenity in understanding that I don't have to be pushed down by this and it doesn't have to sway me one way or the other. It's not even on me. I can allow him to carry that weight for me. He already has. And I can just focus on his beautiful, infinite, patient, flawless love for me and for the people around me. So this time of year, as most of us have new schedules for the new school year, and like I said, we have beautiful vision of what our day would look like if everyone followed the schedule and it would be enough and we wouldn't have to remind them ourselves and feel like we are nagging over and over with our words. We wake up ready to be on task and to watch our beautiful new schedule unfold. But of course, things don't go according to plan. And someone is in a bad mood and they don't want to help. And we have to start thinking of consequences for, for disobedience. And someone else decides it would be more fun to tease their sibling until that sibling cries. We have to remind them of the importance of being kind and caring for each other. We help them learn to forgive and to move on. And then you notice someone else made a mess with the Legos while they were supposed to be cleaning. And, and when you remind them that it's time to clean, it's always somebody else's job because they made a certain mess. And then you try to remind them that we're all in this together and that sometimes we have to help each other with the messes that we make. And then you notice the time and you begin to feel rushed and try to get everyone on schedule and your heart starts to feel a little bit contentious and worried. As parents, we all desire the Zion-like home where everyone does their parts and we all cooperate with the systems and the, and the vision of what it's supposed to look like. But I think we would do well to remember the lesson from Zion's camp, that it's not about the march and how hard it is and how sweaty it is and how people are fighting, but it's about who we're becoming in the process. We're learning along the way. We, Every time we mess up and make mistakes and don't get along and have to teach another lesson or, or have to learn to forgive again or be patient, all those things are what are redeeming our hearts, are helping us grow closer to God, learn to overcome problems, learn to work with one another, that's what matters to God. It's not the perfect schedule or whether it was perfectly followed. But it's about how we're moving through the process and how we're learning to move through the process when we do make mistakes or raise our voice or do something we regret. Each each time that happens, it's a new lesson and a, a new way of learning how to solve a problem and how to do better next time. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints just had their general conference that they'd have twice a year where they have everybody in the worldwide church listen to the prophet and the apostle speak and share messages with us. And one of my favorite messages was by Elder Uchtdorf, who talked about how the shape of our life is patterned in the shape of our day, and the shape of our day is patterned in the shape of an hour. And I loved this thought because it just made me ponder. If each day I wake up and I have this schedule and I don't follow it and I feel frustrated, do I want to go back and look at the at my life and feel like my whole life was just this schedule that I had set out that didn't end up the way I wanted and, and I feel frustrated. Or do I want to focus on my heart and who I'm becoming and how I'm handling the situations and the lessons I'm learning each time something unexpected happens and things don't go according to my plan? Do I want to live a life that I can look back on and say, yes, I, I learned from each experience and I 
was happy and joyful in the things that I was learning and the things that my children were learning instead of on whether or not we followed the printed schedule on the refrigerator. Hey, thanks so much for listening. Will you please rate, subscribe, and share this podcast with your friends so that we can grow this warrior family movement and encourage one another in using our unique gifts in the fight for good. And if you'd like to know more about the Warrior Journey program, the events, the school, or any other resources, please visit awarriereducation.com. And I'll see you there.